On today's show, we're talking about how to get your sales hustle on on the Success Code Live. Let's bring it in. Ready? Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we give positive strategies, tactics, skills, and interviews that help you crack your success code. We talk about getting leads. We talk about sales conversions. We talk about mindset. And most important, we share stories that inspire. Today, I'm super excited. We got a friend of mine, Colin Mitchell, who is a founder of his own company, entrepreneur, sales leader. And today, we're going to have him talk about his story and hopefully give us some of his sales secrets. Colin, what's up, brother? How are you? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. You know, when we were connecting, I was looking at your work and um, I was like, yo, he's really done a lot. And he really knows sales, and I can't wait to dive into the psychology of some of that stuff. Um, and I'm looking in your background, and in your background it says "Get Shit Done," which I had a mug that said that. Oh man! <laughs> there it is. I, I broke mine. <laughs> oh, we gotta get you a new one. Uh, yeah. Um, real quick, because we got a bunch of people on the call already. If you are on the live. If you're on YouTube, please jump in the chat on the right side and ask Colin some questions. If you are on Facebook, jump in below. If you're on LinkedIn, that's below. And it, wherever else you are, we don't even know where you get to comment. But chime in, ask Colin some questions. Real quick, Colin, for the few people who don't know who you are, tell them who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah. Uh, so I founded four different companies. Um, and so today, two really take up most of my time. Um, I have a unified communications business, and I have a podcast agency where we help people start, manage, and grow their podcast. And kind of my um, story is, you know, I, I, I grew up with nothing and pretty much, you know, just didn't have a lot of opportunity. And sales was the only thing that was willing to take a shot on me. Um, and that's kind of where my career started, and I'm sure we'll dig into more of those details. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So what um, – I didn't know you had a podcast agency, which is cool. Uh, we have to talk yeah. about that. Um, what inspired you to do what you do and get you into this business? Was it through serendipity? Did you have a goal to go into sales? And um, what kind of led you – to what you're doing today? Yeah, I mean, so my story is 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 like this. You know, I, I was raised by a single mom, um, four boys, so I have three brothers, and she did the best she could to provide for us. Uh, but, you know, we, we grew up poor. Like, you know, it was hard to pay the rent. Um, you know, we, we bought our food with food stamps and ate government cheese, like, for real. That, that um, cheese is good, it, though. <laughs> yeah, it's better than no cheese, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, like, I just didn't want to be poor anymore. And like, I got into trouble as a kid. And, and I wasn't I wasn't the best son. I probably kept my, my mom up late many nights. 
Um, and just really not wanting to live like that was kind of my drive. Now, I wouldn't change any of that stuff because yeah. it's part of what has molded me to the person I am today and mm-hmm. gave me the resilience and the grit that I have to, you know, accomplish the things that I've been able to and, and live a life, you know, way better than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I got that first sales job, because, you know, I barely made it through high school, I got my credits and I didn't go to college. Sales was the only thing that was willing to take a shot on me. And I made the best out of it, you know, and at first I, I, I worked long hours. It was 12 hours days. I was the first one in the office. I was the last one to leave. I was getting my list, list prepped on the weekend for the following week. Um, and that's where really things started. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, it's crazy how through, you know, I tell my clients all the time, I said, life only has two characters in this narrative. That's struggle and progress. Struggle mm-hmm. and progress. And it's just cool and crazy how through through that self-talk and just like, I want more. Like you're happy for the struggles and you're glad they happened. Mm, but no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And there's always like a slight self-talk that makes you go, you know, I just want better. I just want more. And it's cool. I resonate with your story because I was actually a bad kid too. And then something happened. I just switched and ended up just being a good person. I don't know. It was around like 14 years old where I just got all that bad stuff out of my system. Um, at what point did your mental shift? Did you have a certain point of struggle, a certain point of, but when was that point where your mindset just shifted and you just, you just changed? Yeah. Um, for me, it was a little bit later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so around the age of 20, um, after I you know, gotten myself into some trouble and just really didn't want to live that in that way anymore. You know, I got myself a good, honest job and I was, you know, lugging furniture, you know, at 20, it was cool because it kept me in shape, yeah. but like definitely wasn't going to make a career out of that. Yeah. Um, and so my, my stepfather, I, I was really, you know, he was in sales and, you know, I just really just kept hounding him to like, please get me a job. Yeah. But I don't think that he really trusted me uh, that I was responsible. So it took like really, you know, constantly reminding him and asking him like, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can do this. Um, and then he, you know, set up an interview for me and uh, I got that job and worked myself up to the top there. Okay. Um, and basically from that point on, there was no there was no turning back. OK. All right. So what was your first sales job? What did you sell? Yeah, I sold um, printer cartridges. Um, over the phone, mainly to school districts, small businesses and government. And it was a lot of cold calling. And I learned some good habits and some bad habits, you know, like, um, you know, good, like just old fashioned, the typical, like sleazy salesperson type of stuff. Like, here's the script, here's a list of names, like didn't really treat the people like they mattered because it was all about the commission. Um, but I learned, I learned hard work. I learned how to like, you know, deal with objections and like, you know, there's some good things that I learned out of that. And then once I left that company, I took a VP of sales position at a a similar competitor. Um, And that's where I really kind of seek to become better at my craft and, you know, learn more business acumen and, you know, lead a team and, you know, really be more focused on instead of always be closing, always be helping. Yeah. Um, and that's where things really shifted for me. And 
I started to listen to podcasts and read blogs and read books and take courses and like just really try to become better at sales. And, and at some point I realized, you know, being better at sales wasn't like just getting in there and grinding every day. Yeah. It was really investing in myself personally and becoming a better version of myself so that yeah. when I was in my professional role uh -huh. that I could, you know, just really be in full crush it mode and be my best self. Man, amazing, amazing. You know, I hear all the time that the best background to have as an entrepreneur is sales because there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of uh, skills and uh, mindset tools and thinking tools that you learn through uh, being a salesman that transitions and help you to being an entrepreneur. Uh, but I wanted to ask you real quick, because my mentor always says, says, Roy, your 2000 cold calls for a million dollars. And so at the end of the day, and it, it took me years to figure this out, and I probably just figured it out six months ago. And all of it comes down to picking up the phone. All of it comes down to picking up the phone and doing that outreach. Uh, all the speaking I do, pick up the phone. All of the businesses or uh, all of the uh, clients I have, it comes from picking up the phone. So how do you develop a mindset to keep picking up the phone even when you get... 10, 20, 30, maybe 100 objections, what gets you keep picking up that phone? And each time you got to pick it up positive with enthusiasm, still energetic to still sell that next person. What mindset do you need or what, what, how do you think about that? Or do you just naturally do it? No, no it definitely takes mindset. I mean, mindset is a huge, huge piece of it, but it really starts before you even get to picking up the phone. Like, you know, I'm not a big sports guy. Right. But like even like if it, it, somebody used this analogy before, so I'm stealing it and I don't remember who from. So they're not going to get any credit. Yeah. But, um, you know, like if you're a great batter, like you bat, you know, 300. Right. So what does that mean? Like, you know, you're only hitting three out of 10 times. So true. Wait, true. Right. Right. And you're a great batter. Right. So if you're a great cold caller, like then, you know, you're only going to get three positive outcomes out of every 10 if you kind of you know, look at it that, that way. Yeah. Uh, but it, so when I say it, it starts before you actually pick up the phone mm -hmm. is like, what are you doing? Not just your morning routine, like even the night before. Yeah. Right. So like I'm preparing for my day the night before. And that's like a lot of simple things to have that proper mindset, like you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, like I'm a big meditator, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, are you eating healthy? Are you getting proper sleep? Like, are you exercising? Like all of these things that contribute to mindset are so important to whatever you do, whatever your sales role is, right? So then that leads us to, okay, getting in the phone, getting a lot of objections. How do you deal with that? How do you continue to pick up the phone? How do you not get call reluctance, which so many people have? And it's changing that mindset to like not focusing so much on the outcome. Yeah. The goal is not like to, the goal is not to get the next yes or to get the meeting or to get the demo booked or whatever yeah. it is, whatever your sales process looks like. Mm -hmm. The goal is just have conversations with people. That's my goal. Yeah. My goal is to have conversations with people. And even when I get a no, that's not a negative thing. Yeah. Like if I get a no, it could be two different types of no's. I could get no with no good reason, meaning like, hey, I need to nurture them a little bit. Maybe I should connect with them on social. Maybe I should send them an email and follow up at a better time. So that's not a negative outcome. 
Now, let's say you do get a no and they have a valid reason. They're like, hey, I have no interest. We're already working with somebody. We already have speakers lined up. We're, you know, maybe you sell SaaS. We're, 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 we're in contract for five years. Like nothing we could do. That's no with like a valid reason. So that's a positive outcome because now I don't have to call them again. I can take them off my list and focus on more people that maybe do need my help. Um, try to have more conversations with people that maybe there is something that I can do for them. And, you know, a lot of times people, when they cold call, they make that pitch or that presentation so yeah. much about them. Hmm. And it needs to be about the other person on the other end of the phone. Yeah. Like if I'm calling you, Roy, I need to understand like what's important to you. What problems did you have? How can what I do maybe solve that? And I don't know if it makes sense for us to do business together, but let's just have a conversation and figure that out. If that's the goal, then it's really easy to shift that mindset. Yeah. Uh, preparation, right? Everybody uh, has the will to win, but not many people have the will to prepare to win. That's what I'm hearing from you. And that's, that's for uh, smart. How many cold calls did you make a day when you were doing your best, when you were doing your best at selling? How many cold calls were you making a day? Um, you know, like 100 to 150 calls a day is kind of what it is. And now there's like there's software and there's technology where like you got these predictive dialers and power dialers and parallel assisted dialers. And, you know, you can make you know, uh, 150 calls in an hour with a parallel assisted dialer. Um, you can make 400 dials a day with a predictive dialer. Like there's things that you can do to like increase that activity. Um, but that's not going to take away. Like you need to prepare, you need to have the proper mindset. You need mm -hmm. to have the right intentions. Like all of that stuff still applies regardless if you're just, you know, picking up the phone and dialing versus using um, technology. But even today, as a, and you said it earlier, right? Like you think every founder needs to be able to sell. And I think that's extremely important, yeah. right? Because you gotta, especially if you're a new startup, uh -huh. like you need to be on the front lines, like collecting yeah. feedback, good yeah. feedback, bad feedback, things yeah. to improve, things to change. How can you do better? How can you lead a team if you don't even know what's going on on the front lines firsthand yourself? Um, but even today I cold call for five hours a week at minimum. Yeah. Wow, man, wow. Um, thank you for everybody who just jumped on the live. We were talking about how to get your sales hustle on with Colin Mitchell. Jump in the chat and ask Colin some questions. I'll be on the right side if you're on YouTube, underneath if you're on LinkedIn, underneath if you're on Facebook. Um, we have a few questions coming in here. A couple comments. Somebody actually said... <laughs> Somebody said, Andy Chu said, sell me this pin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. Uh, I forgot what he did on that one. but uh, Yeah, but you know, the thing is, is you're not selling the pin. You're selling the outcome of what the pin what does. What the pin can right? do. Yeah. And then we got another question here. What do you tell people that say sales is not for me? Everybody sales, man. Whether you have a sales job or not, you're selling somebody at some point, whether it's in your personal or professional life, uh -huh. right? Like I got to sell my kids to eat their vegetables. I, I got to do that regardless of whether I have a sales job or not. Mm -hmm. So it's for some reason, this word sales has a negative notion yeah. on it. When really you're selling yourself all the time, you're selling to people all the time. You're always selling hundred percent of the time. You're even selling yourself to yourself in your head all the time. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And um, I would say that's when I had that mind shift when my mentor said, you're not selling. You're just, like you said, you're having conversations with people. It's just a conversation. Uh, we're just making you a really good communicator so you can have conversations that move into a result, move you and them to a result that helps them and helps you, right? Yeah, and, and so people think sales is a dirty word. Like, oh, I don't, I mean, you see it all the time, right? Like even people, you know, come up with these fancy job titles because they don't want to say that they're just in sales, right? And, and or, you know, you go to like a party and eh, I'm in sales and people kind of cringe like, oh man, you're a liar, a manipulator, a persuader. Um, and like sales doesn't have, there's, unfortunately there's people that have like ruined it for, but you know, sales is not a, a dirty word and it doesn't have to be like when your intentions are good and you're actually like, focused on serving and helping and solving problems for people, it can be a very fulfilling job. Yeah. And uh, Joe Polish, and I, I'm probably going to mess this up a little bit, but I get it close. He says that, uh, Joe Polish says that selling is getting someone emotionally, physically, and um, uh, mentally engaged with an outcome that is good for them that you can help provide the service to get them to that outcome. And I just love yeah. um, I wanted to ask you, so I had a time in my life where broke, depressed, embarrassed, pushing my 1987 Honda Civic on the freeway, on the 10 freeway actually, so you can actually resonate with this because you actually know the freeways. And at the time, this was in 2011, they were building the center median that that express lane for the 10 freeway at the time. So they had a center median there and I got stuck in that lane with my car and I couldn't turn it out. So I had to push it two miles by myself. And in that moment in somewhere in between of in between that two miles pushing the car, I just changed as a person and said, I need to take total responsibility for my life. I need to self stop self-sabotaging my life. Um, do you have a moment of struggle or just tell us your biggest moment of struggle where you kind of had a, uh, mindset shift like that? And I remember you say you went a little late. I was actually 24 when that happened. So I was a little late too, but do you have any moments like that, that, that just changed you profoundly, uh, and, um, turned you into the person you are today? Yeah, you know, I don't know that I have any like big moments where it was like, you know, it just kind of sunk in. They're like, man, there's got to be a better way. Um, it was kind of a slower progression for me um, when I was, you know, around 20 years old and, and, and I previously, you know, done nothing really with my life and gotten in trouble and went down some some not so good paths. Yeah. Um, and, and I was pretty low and just, all I knew is like, man, I just don't want this to be my story. Yeah. I don't want to, um, you know, I said I was raised by a single mom, right? So my dad was never around and it's like in and out of prison and just kind of just never, and I was like, I don't want to be like that. I knew I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want that to be my legacy. I didn't want that to be my story. All I knew is like, I didn't want to live the way that I was and there had to be a better way. And I felt like if I could just get a better job and I could just provide a little bit more and like, maybe I could make something out of that. And just yeah. naturally 
things slowly got better and there was hard times and it wasn't always easy and I've made a lot of mistakes, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't change any of that because every mistake, there's a learning lesson that gets you to that next place. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, all right. We got oh, a couple, couple comments here that we didn't want to switch over. Oh, it looks like we got a little bit of a hater in the in the uh, comments here. We got my boy Vic. He said, what's up, fam? And he said, teamwork makes the dream work. That is true. Um, there's no I in team, but there is a me uh, <laughs> talking about Kobe. Um, so, Colin, we're going to jump into the... And someone's texting me, asking me a question. We'll ask that question in a little bit. We're going to jump into the red zone where I'm going to hit you with five quick questions. And you don't have to answer them quick, but I just give you some quick questions, some questions that you have to think about, especially for people that are in our uh, in our uh, niche. Uh, you ready? All right. All right, let's man. Go. Let's, let's do it. Jump into the red zone. What's your favorite book and why? That is a hard question, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with what I have right here in reach right now. Revenue mm-hmm. Harvest, Revenue Harvest by Nigel Green. Mm-hmm. This is for all my sales leaders out there, or anybody who wants to become a sales leader. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. Would you rather be loved and respected, or respected and why? Wait, say say that one more time. Would you rather be loved or respected, and why? Mm, I, I loved for sure. I don't I don't need people to respect me to feel you know like I'm I'm worth anything. Love is more valuable to me. And that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, your favorite quote or a quote that you live by, and why? Always, my it's in my LinkedIn bio, and this is kind of my, you know, big thing that I like to tell people is, you know, things really change for me as an entrepreneur, as a founder, as a person in sales. When I went from always be closing to always be helping, and I try to stick by that. Always be helping. Awesome, man. Purpose. Um, if you could spend one day, a whole twenty four hours with anybody in history, who would it be, and why would you want to spend time with them? This changes for me all the time. Right now, I think it's King Tut I've been thinking about the most. I don't, I don't know that I have a good answer for that one. I'm mm-hmm. not like a big like history buff. I'm not like a big starstruck type of person. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to give you an answer. But I, I, I anybody in history. Benjamin yeah, Franklin. I don't know. You got it. You... Sure. Let's go. <laughs> ben Frank. <laughs> hey, man, you're on the hundred dollar bill, man. How you get this money? How yeah. you doing, Ben? <laughs> um, what is success to you, and what does this? What does success look at like to you, and why? Yeah. Um, for me, it's it's trying to make an impact in everything that I do, right? And so what that looks like is. In all of my business relationships, personal relationships, 
regardless of the outcome of those. Like, so if we look at it from a business perspective, mm-hmm. regardless of whether I do business with you, we don't do business, we do business or stop doing business. My goal is to make sure that you had a good experience. There you go. Experience, uh, helping the, helping the client, making sure they just really enjoyed their experience. Someone asked, um, I have a tech startup. Um, what's the best way to source and reach out to, we'll just say clients. He said owners of gyms, but let's just say clients. What's the best way to source and reach out strategically to clients? Uh, looks like we froze a little bit but pick up the phone looks like we froze we'll get colin back on right now there he is hold on can you hear me yeah so do that again because you did freeze, but what do you do to strategically reach out to clients or business owners uh, and source them? Yeah, man. Pick up the phone <laughs> right here. <laughs> Yo, why is that so hard to understand? It, it's hard, man, because people – like you got to get detached from the outcome and have the right have the right mindset. Like just have fun with it. Like I literally, I use a standing desk, so I stand all day, right. and it's just that's that's just the type of energy that I need when yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, and it makes a big difference for me. So, and you know what? You're just talking to people. We all put our pants on the same way. It doesn't matter who you're talking to, even if you're going like VP, C-suite, you know, enterprise sales. Like they're just people. Be a person. Treat them like a person. There's no B to B, B to C. Like it's just person to person, or a lot of people like to say human to human, yeah. and just have fun. Have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a story about um, uh, I forgot who said it, but this guy was trying to teach his his uh, mentee that you you gotta just do it. You gotta take massive action, and it's a numbers game. And the way he proved him, he proved it was he took him to New York. And he went to random girls in the streets. He said, just went up to girls and said, hey, your place or my place. Girl slapped him. A girl spit on him. That they, He said the 17th girl said, I got a meeting in an hour, but can we meet two hours after that? Now, I know that's a little bit of a crazy uh, analogy, but at the end of the day. He must have been, been a good looking dude. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and this was, also, this was also back in like the 80s. Um, but at the end of the day, you gotta be picking up that phone. You gotta be picking up that phone. Um, yes, yes. Teresa said, you gotta detach from the outcome. Um, that is key. I try to teach that to my athletes to keep them in a present moment. Um, but not getting discouraged when someone slams that door in your face, when someone hangs up that phone on you, it has nothing to do with you it has more to do with them and you just do your best and, uh, keep moving. Um, and I like that, and I, I know that I like that you said that you brought up athletes, and I'm I'm not a sports guy, yeah. but look, here's the thing: like athletes, they train to 
do their best on game day, right? They're not they're not showing up on game day and hoping for the best, yeah. right? They're taking care of their body, they're training, they're exercising, they're eating healthy, they're practicing, they're looking at game tapes to get better. Like that's how you got to treat whatever you do in your sales role. Like review yeah. your calls, like take care of yourself personally so that you can just crush it at work. Yep. That's huge. That's huge. And Teresa also said, yes, have fun. Thank you for that, Teresa. Um, really quick. I had my own personal question. Uh, not a personal question, but just a question. Um, when I sell, I don't talk about the features of what I do. I don't even talk about the benefits. Um, as an entrepreneur, I believe that we're just selling um, the fix to problems. Everyone has a problem. So if you can fix their problems, they will pay you to fix their problems. And everyone yep. has the right, pro everybody has the same problem. And that's the inability to effectively solve their problem. And so kind of the way I sell is just by asking questions to figure out what their problem is. And then I give my coaching or speaking, whatever it is I'm selling at the time, as the solution of their problem. Is that what you do? Or do you take a different approach? And what do you think works best as far as uh, psychology, right? I kind of do what, what I call an identity squeeze. And um, where I just kind of and I just, you know, when they tell me their problem, I say, OK, you told me that you had this problem. Here's the fix to that problem. And it seems like the, the closing rate is really good on that. And people can then understand how my product helps them. Um, but are you kind of the same way? Do you just ask questions or do you get benefits and features? Uh, kind of what is your um what is your what are you trying to what what are you trying to get them to what are you trying to frame when you're selling yeah no i love this question so um i'm, I'm i am similar to your approach and i believe that's the best approach there's different approaches and it it definitely depends on what you sell um but the people in sales that i know that are the best mm -hmm. are the people that know how to ask the tough questions that are curious to yeah. go deeper with the line of questioning. Um, and so, yeah, people don't care about you. They don't care about your company. They don't care about your features. They don't care about your benefits. They don't care about your case studies. Yeah. They don't even care about the logos on your website or where you've been or what you've done. They don't care about any of that. Mm -hmm. They care about how are you going to help me? Yeah. That's all they care about. And so it's your job to identify those problems that they have and be able to ask enough questioning to understand enough of how maybe like the first thing is like, I don't even know if I'm the right person to help you or you have a problem that's even worth solving because there's a lot of people that have a lot of problems, but they don't value solving those problems. Right? there's different types of problems. Like, is it a problem that they can live with that they're not really motivated to fix or doesn't have a big enough impact to their business to take any action. So you got to go deep in the questioning. Like, yes, like, Make it the conversation about them. Learn about them. What keeps them up at night? What What are their goals? You know, if you're working, you know, 
say enterprise sales, like do your research. What is that company's goals? Where are they falling short? What, you know, there's tons of resources to find out these things, right? Yeah. Ask the right questions. The hard part is there's no script for this, right? This is too dynamic of a sales process. Yeah. You have like a baseline of like, what are the goals? What do I need to accomplish? And maybe some talking points. But as soon as you just start going and talking about you, your features, your benefits, how you can fix the problem, you're going to lose every time. When you know you've done it right is when you've asked enough questions and you've armed yourself with enough information where they're almost like begging you to pitch. Like, hey, how can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? You know, how do I sign up? Like, They start like, you know, closing themselves, right? Because you've cared enough to find out enough that it only makes sense that maybe you could help them fix those problems, yeah. right? And then being able to be honest enough, like, are you the right fit? Because you're not always the right fit. Yeah. Like, hey, you got some problems that maybe I can't help you with, but here's some resources of where you might be able to get some help. Um, so, yeah, it, it, the key is like asking a lot of questions, being curious, actually caring enough to ask those questions. And then finding out, like, what does it mean if they don't solve that? Yeah. How important is solving that problem? Well, that's a good one. Because just having a problem is not enough to go on the sales journey. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh how how much pain is behind uh for lack of a better words behind that problem? What are you willing to do to fix that problem? Awesome, awesome. All right, last question, man. Um thank you for staying. We kept you over 1 minute early a uh, 1 minute a uh, couple minutes late here, but I just have one more question I wanted to ask you if you lost it all today, went back to zero, had nothing. And all you had was what you know now. What are the first three steps you would do to get back where you are or or to start a business or sell something, whatever that is that you would do? I don't know what it would be, but I would get a sales job. And I talk about this a lot. If you're in sales, like you've got to be that confident in your craft. You've got to be that committed to being the best sales professional you can, where if you lost your job, your business, you know, crumbled, whatever it is that you are so confident that you could go do something else and be ex- successful and win it all back. And for me, like, you know, if, if I lost it all, I would be fine. I could get a sales job and build it back up. My, my, one of my favorite rappers said it, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. He said, if I lost it all tomorrow, I wouldn't trip at all. He said, that sounds crazy when I say it, but the fear of falling off is the only thing that could take it. Got to have faith. Yeah. There you go, that. man. Hey, Colin, thank you so much. Uh, please plug uh, yourself. I have your Instagram handle below you already. Um, uh, what you're working on, what you're doing, how can they reach out to you and uh, go further uh, in having a relationship with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram's there, which is which is a good place. Um, two other things I'll mention is so anybody who's look, thinking about starting a podcast, has a podcast, wants to grow their podcast, they can go to salescast.co, set up a free strategy session there. Um, and then you can check out my podcast where we drop in three episodes a week, but of nothing but sales fire. Um, and that's sales hustle. And that's on all the podcast platforms, YouTube, all that good stuff. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yo, thank you so much. Um, and your office is so cool, too. I saw people walking by. I'm like, he's in a legit 
studio man <laughs> thank you for um for uh connecting with me i'm definitely going to be uh when i when we talk after i email you everything i'm going to connect with you and see what you can do help us grow here at the success code and um just thank you for coming on man yeah thanks for having me appreciate it all right thank you everyone who joined the actual live thank you for everyone who had the uh the heart to comment and actually chime in I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Till next time, always remember to be yourself. Peace. Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Success Code.